Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, today we're talking about ghosting, these lowly cowards. Yes, ghosting is a problem. It is a huge problem. It's always been a problem, but it's really a pronounced problem now that that we have social media and all these wonderful ways in which people can hide their identity, hide themselves, hide themselves from any commitments that they make. Uh, these days, accountability, responsibility is just not in the cards, even for the most professional appearing people. Uh, it's just across the board, one of the most horrible things that our society is putting up with. Um well, it's not the worst, believe me. There's a lot worse things going on in this world. But the ghosting thing, psychologically, is a huge impact on people who receive it. It's abruptly ending communication, is what it is, with someone without explanation. And the concept most often refers to usually romantic relationships, but it can also describe disappearances from friendships and the workplace. People respond to being ghosted in a whole lot of different ways, from feeling indifferent to deeply betrayed. Some believe that ghosting is inseparably intertwined with modern electric communication. And the practice is a way to cope with the decision and the fatigue that can accompany, of course, dating. And others believe that ghosting basically is emotionally troubling given that it offers no sense of closure and we as people we need closure that's a big problem for people when they don't have an ending to grab onto when they don't have an understanding they they have to uh, come to the conclusion all on their own and our minds go to the worst possible places but this whole phenomenon of ghosting from people's lives isn't new you know it's more common today but technology has made ghosting an easy way to dissolve relationships there was even a study way back in 2018 five years ago approximately 25 percent of men at that time and women reported having been ghosted in a romantic relationship and even 22 percent admitted to having ghosted someone else and, uh, you know, and, and also the Federal Reserve in 2018 said employers reportedly reported being ghosted by employees in a really tight labor market. Nowadays, I don't know if that would be the case, but I know during COVID people just disappeared, you know, and why do people get ghosted? And the reason for being ghosted has a lot uh, to do with the ghoster rather than the ghostee. You know, cutting off communication spares a person from confrontation, taking responsibility, engaging in emotional labor of empathy, despite the benefit of a conversation can provide. In effect, it's it's much more convenient to banish. You know, being ghosted feels confusing because you don't know if the relationship is really over. Or if there's a different reason for the person's absence. So you may worry that something terrible has befallen this person. And when you realize the relationship's over, you have no idea what happened or what you did wrong. And you also feel like you're to blame. 
And this likely depends on the duration, especially of the relationship. You know, if the person didn't text you after your second or third date, yeah, it is probably futile to contact the person and you're likely better off without them. They may have done you a favor, by the way. You know, if the relationship's duration is longer, perhaps months or a message or email may be warranted, uh, be direct and ask for honesty. You know, and sometimes these ghosters reappear and perhaps they might send you a message through mutual friends or pop up online through likes and nudges, e even send uh, apologetic texts and emails or even voice messages. So, you know, you have to understand the character of these people. They are cowards. They don't like conflict. That is a big red flag because if you're going to be in a relationship, you have to do conflict. And conflict doesn't have to be bad between two adults. It could be two people actually hearing each other's perception and figuring out how to solve it. Unfortunately, most people fight like two-year-olds, you know, and, and so when these people reappear, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's really, you know, yeah, it's pretty courageous that they're going to apologize. That's cool. However, you need to be aware and figure out whether they're genuine and not just bored because a lot of these people are just bored. And by the way, bored people are boring. You know, and, and the, the important thing to remember, no one can make you feel low self-worth unless you decide it's low self-worth. Plus, it's totally fine to feel hurt. However, that's a reminder. You know, pain is a reminder you're still alive. You know, however, an extended period of crappy feelings may be warranted, especially if the time spent with the ghoster was extended. I instead, you want to make time for self-care. We're going to talk about how to heal. You want to eat right. You want to sleep right. You want to stay physically active. You want to see friends, you know. And you may seek a therapist. That sometimes is a good thing. You know, it's sometimes disappearing is necessary because if you're with a psychopath or with a sociopath or with a borderline personality or with a narcissist, you want to run for the border. Yes, always. And or a histrionic person, somebody who's hysterical, who has to have be the center of attention, who's loud and obnoxious, likes to be in the middle of a crowd and control it by their behavior. So if the person starts to make you feel uncomfortable, that's usually a personality disorder. If your intuition is telling you run for the border, run for the border. That is called intuition. We all need to listen to our intuition, even if you mistake it for depression. If you walk in a room and you can't stand somebody by just looking at them, that tells you that person's probably got a personality disorder and you need to steer clear. That's why we have intuition, so we can read the room. And that's all the information you need. You don't need to go deeper. But some people are so curious about these personality disorders, they think they're going to heal them. Some people have this idea that there's some kind of deity that's going to change somebody. You don't get in a relationship to change anybody. You have to accept them for all of their human flaws. You know, if, if a person doesn't have boundaries, like contacting someone else you dated or looking for information from you, you know, they may have some dark traits. And that's something that you want to be very, very aware of, is that these kind of things happen. And these kind of things are very important for all of us to understand take place.
You know, uh, when ghosters decide to leave a relationship, they factor in the time they've invested, the level of engagement in the relationship. For example, the two parties date once or twice, disappearing may seem to be a viable decision for the ghoster. They do not wish to lead the other person on, and they rationalize the departure as compassionate and reasonable because maybe that person has a horrible trait that they don't like. Well, that's great for self-preservation, but it would be nice to at least communicate them that you're not going to go any further with the relationship. Also, technology really contributes to the tendency to ghost. It is so easy to be a coward. You know, research suggests that the high volume of prospects on dating apps may make each individual person appear more disposable. You know, uh, all you have to do is swipe. You know, it's crazy about this dating stuff. You know, another attitude maybe uh, foster ghosting is believing in destiny. Yes, some people have magical thinking. And there is one study that found people who believe in the relationship destiny, that everyone has a soulmate waiting to sweep them off their feet, were much more likely to believe that ghosting was acceptable. So that means that they're looking for the perfect one. That there, you know, there's probably maybe 10 people in this life that you feel like is your soulmate. Um, it's really highly unlikely you're going to run across that person. And by the way, that doesn't mean they're going to be healthy and the perfect person for you. They may have a lot in common, but we are such romantic thinkers that we'll frame somebody up to be just perfect. And then we find 20 years later that we're completely delusioned, if not one year later. <laughs> you know, you have to ask yourself, if I'm with somebody for a year, what are they going to figure out about me? That's a real good question to answer for yourself because you need to know what you really are and you need to know what they're really getting and they need to know what they're really getting. You know, there's also uh, this cognitive dissonance that ghosters have. You know, they conduct uh, 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 their conduct is a degree of emotional gymnastics. As far as dissonance, the person's actions may be inconsistent with their beliefs and values. They, they therefore, they convince themselves that their actions are right and just, and this is right before God, and because you are a pot smoker, or you are overweight or you don't take care of yourself or you cuss or you don't believe in god so they justify their crap by delusing deluding themselves with dissonance they also convince themselves that the other person would prefer to avoid a, a tangled difficult conversation as well so they make a lot of judgments and presumptions about the other person you know feelings of guilt and cowardice plagues them, but they have to have 5,000 reasons to justify themselves. Why can't you just be an adult and go, you know, it's not for me. This relationship is not for me. I understand that we've talked and I understand I've said some things that make it believe that we're going to go further, but it's just not. It's not hard to reject if you just do it. If you're going to sit around and think about it all day long, you're going to drive yourself nuts. Why can't you just step up to the plate and let someone know about you. It's not about them. It's about you. I, I cannot go on any more dates with you. I can't find it in myself to be attracted to you the way I need to be attracted to someone I want to date. I am not into it. I am not a good place in my life. Can't you just do that? You have to go, oh, you're ugly or you stink or you don't have a good sense of humor. You're a narcissist. You're borderline. That's not the way to do it. You know, 
there's this thing called orbiting and breadcrumbing. You know, and these are offshoots of ghosting behavior. Orbiting and breadcrumbing refer to leading you on. After someone breaks off relations, they carry on engaging with you by orbiting. And this often happens through interactions via social media. They leave a like or a comment or a poke, for example, without speaking to the person beyond that. Also, breadcrumbing is related to orbiting. You know, the person may send frequent communications also in the form of comments and likes online. However, all contact never amounts to anything real. And these confusing situations instills a sense of false hope for the relationship. There's also this thing called Caspering. Yes, Casper the Friendly Ghost. And it, it's uh, it's uh, the simple form of ending contact is not ghosting per se, but rather a firm, direct statement that conveys you will not be seeing the person again. It can be short and sweet. Thank you for taking your time to meet. I hope everything works out for you. Bye. It doesn't have to be so hard. You know, there's also this love bombing thing or mosting is what it's called. And that's where you take it a step further. Sometimes you may meet a prospective partner that you've been seeing for a bit that's totally love bombed you. They make you think they're head over heels for you only to vanish shortly after. And this is also referred to mosting because not only have they ghosted you, but they've done it after unnecessarily making you think they have quickly fallen for you. And that's these people that have this magical thinking of this romantic ideal that you are the perfect person. La, la, la. You know, these people are childish. And they need to grow up. And when they love bomb you, love bombing is something you do when you're nine years old. It is not something you want to do as an adult. You know, that is a good indicator when you're being love bombed that that person has in inner child issues. You know, submarining or zombieing is another term. You know, it's 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 another type of ghosting. And the reason for the name is because of the circumstance. The potential partner ghosts you only to reappear a few months later. And often they reappear when you're either moving or finally getting over them. And the one who's ghosting you is like a submarine reappearing or a zombie coming back to life. You know, if you're in a situation like submarining and you do end up hearing from them again, it's rarely ever because they actually care or want another chance. They have ghosted you and are now trying to manipulate you again because you were an easy target before. They like the power. They're sadistic. You know, sadly, sometimes it's just fueled by loneliness and boredom and rebounding to make themselves feel better because they realize that they are not getting what they want out there in the world and you are closer to what they want than everything else, but you're not what they want. You know, it's just amazing how our brains work. But if you think about it, if they ghosted you so early on before a relationship uh, could even form, how can they truly miss you? They don't. You know, many are bored and we have to face this. We are a boring bunch of people. We are not deep. This culture does not go deep. People do not think deeply in general. Now, are there people out there that do? Yes, but they're becoming more and more a minority because everybody is such a groupthink oriented people. They love to go to social media and make judgments. They love to go out and protest out some stupid ideal that they haven't even thought about. Half the people will go out there and get emotional about dumb stuff that they never even have thought about before. They get themselves into a position where they've taken a position that they didn't research or understand, and then they 
go find themselves being labeled. And then, and then their life is dictated from that. It's really sad that we are so stupid, but we are. You know, many are bored, just killing time, scrolling through all their past text messages with you. And they go back there and they see all these love statements and they convince themselves that there must have been something with you. And most likely many others like you. And they're not the only one who has been ghosted. You know, no matter what the reason they give you, no matter how good, you can't trust it. That is the bottom line. If you're going to have a relationship, you have to have trust. That is imperative. A lot of people don't understand that, but that's what it takes. Trust. You can love someone and not trust them. But when you trust someone, the love will always grow. So in a relationship, you have to work on trust. Ghosters are telling you right off the bat, they cannot be trusted. People who do not communicate when you communicate in a respectful amount of time are people who cannot be trusted. They have ulterior motives, ulterior agendas, ulterior ideas of what they want. Even people that are married end up ghosting each other. Unfortunately, they don't understand how disrespectful it is of their partner when they do this. They go about their merry way, but what they're subtly saying is, I'm going to make you pay for my loneliness. That is what they're doing. Passively aggressive, passive aggressive people, they're going to make you pay for their loneliness. That's what they're doing. It's sad. No matter what the reason they give you, no matter how good, don't trust it. The relationship with a ghoster will likely be toxic for you because they have inner child issues that need to be resolved. Okay. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about how to look for someone and some signs of people that will ghost you. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Dr. Connie Mariano is a groundbreaker. She was the White House physician to three presidents, toured the world on Air Force One, and has had countless amazing experiences. The one thing that life didn't prepare her for was becoming a widow. After losing her beloved husband, John, in a tragic accident, Dr. Connie joined the one million women who were widowed in the United States each year. While her journey as a widow has been one of intense grief and sorrow, it has also been one of extraordinary growth and rebirth. Now, Dr. Connie is sharing what she's learned, joined by her knowledgeable guests to help anyone struggling with this deeply personal and often lonely journey of their own. Tune into The Widow's Walk, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, 
please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're, you're looking for signs of what people are, uh, that are going to ghost you have. What do they have in themselves? What do they indicate that they're going to possibly ghost you? You know, ghosting, once again, is a really cowardly behavior, but it is something that is pervasive in this culture with social media. You know, they have commitment issues. That is ghosters. They are huge. They struggle with commitment in other areas of their life. Some people have issues with commitment where they fall in and out of love quickly. Some have commitment issues with a job, with the family, with friendships. If they're a person that says, I don't have many friends, I don't have many commitments, I don't have many this, that, that. they live by month-to-month lease or a, or a six-month lease or whatever, there's an indicator or they're moving around all the time or they're going from job to job to job or they're going from relationship to relationship to relationship. That is a high indicator that they have huge huge, huge commitment issues, huge inner child issues, problems with their their own maturity, you need to take that as a major red flag. Also, if they rarely respond to your texts or calls, even if you're married to the turkey, you know, the bottom line is if they do and they are half-hearted and intermittent, they just give you enough to keep you coming around. And that is what some spouses do to their partners. And you have to call them out on that commitment because you deserve to be communicated with. That is called respect. If they cannot do that, then they there's part of them that's not capable of being married. Communication is what keeps people married besides your sex life. It is your communication and commitment to each other. If you can't do that because you get married because of how you feel about somebody, it's not a logical proposition. As a matter of fact, your marriage contract is the dumbest contract you'll ever sign. However, if you're going to go to the covenant, the covenant means you have to communicate because that's your relationship with God on earth that you are forming so that you learn how to love God. You know, the other thing that you want to look for is they don't follow through. They may say, oh, I I forgot, or oh, I had other plans, or oh, I just forget entirely. You know, you're left wondering what the situation is because they forgot. Well, that's a good indicator. That's a turd. Don't be with it. You know, also family and friends, you're not part of their inner circle and they don't include you in gatherings. Well, that's an indicator. They have secrets. They got something else going on out there. Something about their life is toxic and they don't want you to find out about it because they don't want family and friends to actually tell you what that might be. Also, they're uninterested in getting together. They seem unbothered that you're not spending time together. Oh, yeah, we can get together next week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get together in December. Yeah, November. Yeah, whatever. We can get it together on that day. So they make these stupid half-hearted commitments. That tells you that is a ghoster. They're also, uh, you know, something feels off. That's your instincts. And when we know this feeling, honor that gut instinct that we all have. Yes, it may be a little bit of paranoia, 
Yes, it may be a bit of depression or anxiety that is indicating that, but you need to follow your gut. If they're sending consistent signals that they're a turd, let them be a turd and lay in the yard. Leave them alone. Let them be fertilizer for somebody else, but not you. You know, if you're being ghosted and want to move on with your life, you know, there's all kinds of things that you can do. But counseling sometimes is a good way to do it so you can get an outside view, not some friend who's there to protect you. Ghosting, which has been a common problem for five to six years as a pervasive part of our culture, was known as a slow fade a long time ago. And it blew up in our press like the New York Times, somewhere around 2015. And 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 for those who haven't heard of it, you know, I imagine there's some people that haven't. It's it's basically once again discontinuing all contact to end a relationship. And so we have to understand that ghosting is a regular practice. And 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 what it means is some people just lose interest in the people they date after they've had sex. Ghosting is also a practical response to the problem because they're ashamed of themselves for being, you know, a little promiscuous. So the bottom line is, you know, uh, sometimes there's no uh, personal or professional overlap with people they date. And their friends don't know who their friends. And so there's come somebody out there that they're just kind of handpicked to see if they could get in bed or take advantage of them financially or whatever they want to do or have this wonderful date at this certain place because they've always wanted to go there. But they're using that person. So sometimes if they botched you completely out of their life, that is an indicator that person is a ghoster. That's somebody you want to leave in the dust as fast as you can. You know, also, some people struggle by having uh, themselves be emotionally unavailable. You know, people that are robotic on a date, radar up, there's a problem. They don't get in touch with themselves emotionally, and they're not going to have any empathy for you because they have no empathy to offer because they're robotic un. Uh, you know, unemotional, unemotionally available people are hard to have a relationship with. You may be attracted to them physically, but the truth is, if they're not emotionally available, you are going to be empty, empty, empty all the time. You know, uh, also, you know, dating uh, also can infer that you have a relationship. So people that are ghosters need to understand that it is an inference when you go on a date that you have some interest in that person. You need to have respect for them if you have changed your mind just on a first impression. You don't have to have an excuse. You could just say, hey, I'm not into you. I don't feel the energies there. I don't feel the connection. It's okay. You know, it has to go both ways. It can't just go one way. It needs to go both ways. It also takes courage to admit when we're wrong and when we're knowingly hurt someone. So ghosting is sometimes is a, a form, once again, of cowardice. It's a refusal to, to, to acknowledge your own misconduct, you know, and, and cognitive dis dissonance, once again, plays a role. And our brains naturally focus on information that confirms our pre-existing belief about something, even when our other evidence indicates that we might be wrong. You know, a lot of people ghost because they're afraid of rejection. A lot of people ghost because they have huge, low self-esteem and they don't want you to find out 
how lowly they really are and how insecure they really are or the fact that their life may not have any substantial or maybe on the first date they just flat out lied to you about their situation and their life. So here's the deal. If you're going to have a relationship with somebody, you need to do a background check. You need to check their background financially. You also need to have a health chart and know what the hell they've got because if you don't know what you're getting into, you may get their cooties. That means their financial irresponsibility becomes yours. I cannot tell you over 25 years of counseling how many people have told me, oh my God, I did not know they were in so much debt and now here we are married and I'm stuck with their debt. Yeah, you get so desperate that you don't even think about it. You need to know what is their history, what is this person about financially, and what is their health? What is their background? Do they have do a criminal background check too? Because you might find some crap back there. People do it as employers. Why can't you do it? As somebody that is seriously dating somebody, you need to do that in this day and age. I know it sounds callous. I know it sounds like a business deal. I know you want it to be this romantic honeymoon phase that they're so perfect. Oh, my God, they just are so perfect. But you have to understand honeymoon phase is a performance. It is not what you're going to get the rest of your life. What you get the rest of your life is chicken shit, not chicken salad. You know, the deal is, is that when you're in the honeymoon phase, that's chicken salad. The rest of it is following that. That's the expired chicken salad onto the uh, the other horrible things. Ghosting is even more hurtful to people who have low self-esteem. And so if you're dating, that's already a fragile place. Nobody likes to date that much. You know, some people are reared and they like to go out on dates and meet new people. Yes, yes, the histrionic people in this world do love that. But the vast majority of us don't want to date. It's a freaking job. You know, if, if, if what one person believed was a substantial relationship in suddenly, that's just one of the parties, they're going to be hurt. If the ghost which they often do make a lot of promises. Oh, I just you're gonna meet. Oh, you're gonna meet my family, and you're gonna meet them. Oh, oh, I can't wait. You know, it would be wonderful if we got married. If we ever got married, blah blah blah. They start talking about all these hypotheticals. No, 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 no. Don't believe in hypotheticals. Hypothetical people are romantic in their ideals. They blow smoke really fast, but they may not have the substance to back it up. You know, it is ghosting is by and large not a great way to treat people if you respect them. If you want people to go to rage, disrespect them or make them afraid of you or do both. That is a good way to have people in this world out to get you is if you are a coward and you treat people with disrespect, you're going to end up getting disrespect back in some way or another. It's called passive-aggressive behavior. That's what ghosters are. It's self-protective at the expense of other people's feelings. And it's hard to stop it because once people start down that track, it's kind of like being an alcoholic. They just can't stop it. They do it all the time. People who are ghosted become more likely to do the same to someone else also. So people, when they're ghosted, they want to get other people back because they want to know how it, let them know how it feels to be ghosted. Now you're hurt. Just like I was hurt. So it's kind of a vengeance crap that people will pull off. It's kind of like when, when people are molested, they often become molesters because they want to know what the perpetrator felt like hurting them. 
you know, and then they get addicted to the behavior. If you don't like the experience, perhaps you should try to counter the trend and work against people being a, a, a object, being disposable. You know, low investment dating culture is what we have out there. You know, there's nothing easy about explaining to someone why you aren't interested in them romantically. But even a brief explanation is much, much better than nothing. Closing a relationship openly is good for you. Disclosing your feelings can lower your blood pressure, reduce your subjective experience of stress. You know, you've had fun. It was really good to get to know you. We just don't have the connection that I thought we would have. This is not for me. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. I need to move on. That's all you have to do. You don't have to have some deep, meaningful explanation. Even that much can help the other person close the chapter and move on. But be careful about saying you're sorry unless you believe you've done something wrong. Otherwise, sorry strikes a false note and it even may prolong someone's emotional connection with you because you did have feelings, because you're sorry. No. You don't have to be sorry for a bad date. You don't have to be sorry because you didn't connect. That's just the way it is. It's not like friendship. This is a lifetime relationship that may turn into a covenant. It's huge. It's the only covenant you'll ever have that you're prospecting for. So yes, you do want to be very serious about who you're going to date. And if you're hurting from having been ghosted, you have to remember that the message you've received is more about the other person than it is about you. You know, someone who hosts you is declaring that they aren't ready to treat you like an adult or be honest about their feelings in any way approaching a delicate situation. It's a clear sign that they are, are conflict avoidant, which means that they're selfish and they have no way to truly uh, reconcile another person's point of view in their life. They have to be right about everything. That's your ghosters. You know, disclosing your feelings can lower your, your blood pressure, remember. That communication is very important from a health perspective to be able to openly communicate. These people also probably uh, don't take very good care of themselves because they ghost. They may physically look fine, but mentally they're probably a complete disaster. You know, and the truth is, here's the raw truth. You never know who you marry till you divorce them. <laughs> and so it's really unfortunate, but you can go through life with somebody and then you really discover who they are once you get divorced. You, you, you really, really get the real deal of what they're fully capable of doing. So thinking that you, when you're on a date, you're getting the full picture, the full Monty, that ain't happening. You know, ghosting has a huge emotional impact on people who receive it. You know, it's really unkind. It's really passive aggressive. So what is passive aggressive? They stuff it, they stuff it, they stuff it. And basically what they do is they do this dramatic experience of explaining their or blowing up and, and doing their emotional uh, thing and what they're doing is revealing the fact that they're mentally ill because they're passive aggressive. So all you see is this crazy person confronting you over uh, not washing the dishes or doing something stupid because they've stuffed inside thematically 
oh, you disrespected me here. You disrespected me there. You disrespected me here. So they collected tons of evidence about how you've disrespected them. And then they blow like they're absolutely insane. Well, ghosters do the same because they just disappear. They disappear. Some people will will ghost in a marriage, which is once again passive aggressive. I'm not going to talk to you. They go for months and not talk to the other person. That is an emotionally unavailable child who needs therapy. You know, to ghost someone means abruptly cut off contact with them without a warning, without an explanation. It involves a whole bunch of acts that essentially cut off all forms of communication, ignoring phone calls, not responding to text messages, blocking social media, avoiding in-person contact. That is ghosting. You may have gone on several dates with someone and suddenly they stop responding with text or calls and and they just end this what once was thought to be a budding relationship you know people choose to ghost for a whole bunch of reasons and we've talked about some of them before but uh, they lose interest in a relationship or connection is most common the other part is they meet someone else or they've had someone else or maybe they're married and they're having an affair and you don't even know about it that's why you need to do background checks on these turkeys. You know, on a basic level, someone might ghost because they perceive the relationship as not being significant or important. The truth also is it's highly likely that person has secrets, lots of secrets, things they do not want you to know about themselves, like having a disease or some kind of virus or some kind of thing on their, you know, sex organs that may be contaminant to you. And you need to think about that because SBDs can be really, really horrible, horrible thing to have. And if they're those kind of people, they don't want to tell you what they have. That's just the way it goes. And so they ghost because they don't want you to find out that they have a certain thing. And they might have given it to you, by the way, if they had sex with you. So get tested. All right, we're going to take another break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the confrontation, how to do it, and how to heal from being ghosted. So come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
you are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about ghostings. And, you know, there's some really important understanding of why people ghost. The first is fear of confrontation, which is a huge factor that often contributes to the choice of ghosting. You know, it involves facing uncomfortable, difficult conversations. For a lot of people, these situations can trigger feelings of anxiety, stress, and unease. It often requires some level of conflict resolution and communication skills, which unfortunately, some people go into adult life and never acquire. And also their childhood experiences and their past traumas come forward and they influence their approach to conflict, communication, and confrontation, adding fear and fight or flight emotions to it. So instead of fighting for the relationship by communicating, they fly like a butterfly. You know, the other thing is communication issues are huge. A lot of people have problems expressing their emotions. That's your EQ, your emotional quotient. Many people have very low emotional quotient. They did not grow up in a house where it was free to express your emotions, and therefore they have no EQ. They have no vocabulary for their emotions. And that's rooted in their upbringing and their childhood experiences. And quite frankly, that is not good marriage material. You know, they also, some people have low empathy, which is huge because low empathy means uh, the opposite of love. (laughs) Apathy. Apathy is the opposite of love, not hate, apathy. And when people ghost, they're operating from apathy, which means you are not lovable. It's kind of sad, but a lot of these people are very callous. They may not appear to be. They may appear to be really wonderful people, and then all of a sudden, they turn into a turkey. And you just have to know that you're not going to get the full person in, in your first months or weeks or days with this person. You know, a person's mindset or their mental attitude and approach to situations greatly influence how they handle relationships and communication. And that means their attitude. You know, your attitude can be your greatest handicap. If you're a negative person and you go in with a negative narrative, there's a good chance you're not going to be somebody that people can attach to. Some people go on dates and present themselves as this happy-go-lucky, wonderful person, and then it turns out that they're like the Grim Reaper after you get to know them for a few days. You know, in some cases, ghosting is a method of self-protection, where they're trying to protect themselves from being hurt because they they themselves have no confidence in their own mental health, in their own well-being, in the quality of their life, and what they have done. Unfortunately, they don't look at what they're grateful for. They look at what they don't have and what they think they should have. And they do a lot of comparatives. And so instead of being rejected, they run for the border and never talk to you. <laughs> 
some people have this avoidant attachment style, which means that they probably were not a very independent and self-sufficient child. That means that they their opinions were not important, that their feelings were not important as a child, that their opinions were not important. And so going through a child like that, like that, where you have to basically make your own choices and then be told how wrong you are by your nasty adult uh, parent, uh, what ends up happening is we have this avoidant attachment. And it's sad, but those people often turn into narcissistic, selfish, childish people as adults. You want, if you're a parent, you want to embellish your child's emotions and let them establish words that can attach to emotions so they learn how to express their emotions. If you are always repressing your child because it's just too much work for you as a parent to have to deal with their emotional baggage... Well, number one, stop breeding. But number two, you need to actually let them learn about their emotions. That's your job. It's not their school teacher. It's your job as a parent. You know, person feels after ghosting that they are hurt. They are deeply hurt uh, because they don't understand why it happened. So they have to realize if you're going to be ghosted, you got to realize if you're going to heal that no response is a response. Sometimes you have to accept an apology you never get. Sometimes people are confused at the abrupt ending and continue to reach out with wishes to hear from the ghoster because you you had so much promise in this relationship. We were so perfect. We got along so well. We did so many great things together. We had so many memories. We did all these wonderful things. We shared all these things in common. Yes, but the person ghosted you. That means they have a non-tangible issue in their brain, in their life. They are traumatized. There is something wrong with them. Don't be their savior. Don't put yourself in a role where you're going to change them. You're going to save them from themselves. And you just keep going and going and going, trying to go after them to get a response. That's kind of creepy but a lot of people get into that mindset you know and that uh, not responding you need to understand speaks volumes as their form of communication that means you're not going to save them they are childish they have a problem and you're not going to fix it you don't get together with people and a relationship to fix them you get in a relationship because you want to grow together and evolve you know, even if, you know, even if it's a, a person that is a ghoster, you're not going to save them from being a ghoster. Yes, you could try to communicate with them and give yourself closure, but you have to realize you're reaching out to them is more about you and less about them. You know, you think you deserve to be treated with courtesy and respect in a relationship, which includes effective communication and not avoidance. Well, that means you're expecting people to be perfect to meet your needs. What does that say about you if you go after people who continue to ghost you? If someone is going to ghost you, you need to accept it and not be a narcissist and go after them trying to get the apology that you want. Also, reframing the ghosting. Don't take it personal. You know, the behavior of an abrupt, unexplained ending may have more to do with the ghoster. It may be beneficial to reframe your thoughts around the phenomenon of being ghosted. They may have commitment issues like avoidant attachment styles. They've been you know, present long before your interactions with them. These problems, as a matter of fact, when you're in a relationship and you're overcompensating in your behavior, 
somebody doesn't do something like vacuum the house like they promised and you go in and you act like it's the end of the world well that tells you they have trauma in their life they have child issues they have issues in their life and about one percent of that issue is what you own by not vacuuming and what is not being owned is the 99 percent that led up to it that you're getting dumped on for you see people that are traumatized don't give you the percent of the problem they give you the whole tamale of their life experiences when they overcompensate that's why they need therapy unfortunately People don't need therapy unless they choose to go because they want to work on their issues. People that are forced to go to therapy often don't heal because they're forced to go to therapy. You know, you also have to avoid temptation to generalize future relationship outcomes with that person. It's important to recognize, you know, that 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 that, that in ghosting trauma. People oftentimes have this idea of what they've lost. You know, they have this awareness not to engage in, in distortions if you want to be healthy, such as generalizing or all or nothing thinking. You know, that says a lot about your mental health if you're going to be going after this person in this romantic ideal of what they promised you. You know, there's a lot of people in that honeymoon phase that just go crazy. They lose their minds, and that means that they were deeply lonely coming into the relationship looking for the one that's going to solve my loneliness. But I'll tell you something, that is not the ingredient you want to go after, and if the ghoster has ghosted you, you need to not go after this romantic idea that you've lost the perfect one you know there's also mindfulness and self-compassion you have to have that to heal it's huge it, it's a technique that can help acknowledge the hurt and the grief that's called acceptance acceptance is peace that means i'm making peace that this is what had to happen this is what happened and that's that this may differ from depending on the length and the frequency of interactions with the ghoster. You know, some people are justice and fairness oriented, but fair is a place where they judge pigs. There is no fair in this life. There is no justice. And going after that is not going to help you heal. It is a bad thing to do because it goes against the grain of, the, of life. You know, when the feelings come up, notice where you're feeling them in your body. Instead of pushing them away or distracting yourself, say to yourself, this is a moment of suffering. This is a moment I'm having trouble. And you may want to communicate that to a friend or to someone. But the bottom line is you don't want to hold on to it. And that is what mindfulness is about. You witness it, but you don't have to make it a call to action. You also want to seek experiences with people that love and accept you for who you are. You want to process with people who love you. You know, the nature of having your feelings and experiences validated, heard, understood is key to healing from being ghosted. The other thing is you want to set boundaries. And that means what I can do and what I can't do in regards to your expectations. If you go into a date with expectations, and you gain more expectations by the promises of some foolish person, what you may want to understand is having expectations in people is not healthy. People will let you down. Expectations and goals, that's another thing that you may control. 
depending on if it's all about you, but if it's about other people, there's a good chance that a goal is a preference rather than an expectation. And there's a huge difference between a preference and an expectation. Expectations make you depressed. Preferences make you accept. That's the bottom line. The boundaries is more like understanding preferences rather than expectations. And you go into dates with people that you don't know, you don't know their background with preferences. And you learn about those people by being curious instead of sitting there talking about your own crap with people. I can't tell you how many times people talk about their dates where the date just won't shut up. They just want to talk about themselves all day long, every day. And they never have one question for the other person. Number one, that's an indicator of a narcissist. Number two, don't go out with them again. You're not their therapist. Let them pay for that one. You know, you also have to understand emotional immaturity. You know, healthy people have empathy and perspective talking and with others. They have respect for other people. They care. They're curious. They're interested. Curiosity is a sign of intelligence. The ability to have hard conversation is a testament to emotional maturity. Most of us don't like conflict. You know, endings are hard. Well, ghosting is an easy option, but not an honorable one. You know, having both empathy and perspective uh, decreases the likelihood of ghosting because they actually care. So if a person may display some qualities of that, there is hope that there's a human being underneath the skin. You also want to act in a way that you're proud of. Three years from now, can you look back with a smile and say, I'm proud of how I handled that situation when I was ghosted? You know, you don't want to admonish them. You, you, want, to, you, you, know, you want to basically say, I'm glad I did that for me. I am glad this happened. I, it taught me a lot about who you are. You never tr- knew, truly know what is happening in another person's mind. People have a backstory. They come to you with a backstory. We all understand that the greatest books are written after the backstories of the major characters are written and created. Once the backstories are created, now you can create the novel you're wanting to write, the fiction novel. Well, all of us have backstories, and we need to understand that coming into new relationships with new people. You know, don't make it about you if you're rejected. You know, set boundaries, what I can do, what I can't do, what I expect, what I prefer. You don't want to blame yourself. You don't want to waste your energy on somebody that is a ghoster. They're immature. They have problems. You know, you also want to increase your self-care. Keep taking care of yourself. Don't let this speak to who you are. This is not about you. It is about them and their problems. You also want to get reinforcement of your self-esteem. You want to have encouragement and you want to talk to yourself about what you are grateful for. That is incredible mental health when you remind yourself of what you're grateful for. All right, that's our show. I want to thank everybody for listening. I love hearing from you. You can do that on our webpage at voiceamerica.com, the Empowerment Channel, and the Health and Wellness Channels. Also, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. So remember, the best way to avoid ghosting can be be celibate. (laughs) after ghosted you realize you mistook a child for an adult also ghosters are faster than global warming on the polar ice caps and who are more scary ghosts or ghosters also if you find out your date is a hiring manager ghosting you later 
is probably a sure thing. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 